Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. Writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, we have a segment about how we got the names of the days of the week and a familect story about Brexit, kind of. Let's get started. To talk about how we got the days of the week, we have to go back in time, way back to 4000 BC, when the Babylonian civilization flourished in the Persian Gulf. Just as people have done throughout history, the Babylonians looked up to the sky they tried to understand what was out there and how it might affect them. They could, of course, see the sun and the moon and the stars. And rather amazingly, even without telescopes, they could see five planets, the five closest to Earth. And like everyone did until Copernicus came onto the scene in the 1500s, the Babylonians thought the Earth lay at the center of the universe with everything else revolving around it. But the Babylonians also believed that we were intimately connected to the planets, that each planet ruled an individual hour of the day and an individual day of the week. Accordingly, they organized their life into a system of seven days aligned to the seven celestial bodies they could see. The first two days of the week, our Sunday and Monday, were ruled by the sun and the moon. The next five were ruled by the planets. Notably, even back then, chilling the heck out was a thing. The Babylonians designated one day of the week as a day of rest. Sometime around the 12th century BC, the ancient Greek civilization grew in prominence, and they adopted the Babylonian system of marking time. They continued to recognize the prominence of the sun and the moon, calling two days of the week Hemera Ilios, day of the sun, and Hemera Selene, Day of the Moon. Instead of naming the other five days after planets, though, they named the days in honor of their gods. They named Tuesday for Ares, their savage god of war, Wednesday for Hermes, the messenger of the gods, a trickster and god of commerce. Thursday they named for Zeus, god of the sky and thunder and king of all other gods and men. Friday they named for Aphrodite, goddess of love. Saturday was named for Kronos, son of the creators of the universe, and the lovely guy who killed his father, ate his children, and was imprisoned by Zeus in Hades for being an all-around jerk. Time kept on passing. In the first century BC, the Roman Empire began to emerge. The Romans used the same seven-day system as the Greeks, and they considered the Greek gods to be the same as their own gods, simply called by different names. 
For example, the Romans looked at the Greek god of the sea, Poseidon, and were like, oh, that's the same as our god of the sea, Neptune. He's so powerful, people worship him everywhere, even though they call him by a different name. Thus, in naming the days of the week, the Romans replaced the names of the Greek gods with the names of the parallel gods in their pantheon. Tuesday, they called Dies Martis, replacing the Greek god of war, Ares, with their own god, Mars. Wednesday became Dies Mercurii, with Mercury taking the place of Hermes. Thursday became Dies Jovis, named for Jove, also known as Jupiter, the Roman equivalent to the Greek head honcho, Zeus. Friday became Dies Veneris, named for Venus, the Roman's version of Aphrodite, goddess of love. For Saturday, perhaps feeling that Kronos was a challenging guy to honor, the Romans took a different tack. They named it for Saturn, father of Jupiter, god of agriculture, and namesake to the Saturnalia Festival, a celebration in which masters and slaves traded place for a few wonderful days. The Romans continued the tradition of honoring the sun and the moon above all else, calling Sunday Dies Solis and Monday Dies Lunae. At least for a while, Emperor Constantine, a convert to Christianity, was concerned about ongoing worship of the sun and sun gods. So he changed the name of Sunday to Dominicus, literally the Lord's Day. He decreed that it should be the first day of the week and the day of rest and worship. Time continued to march on. At the end of the 4th century AD, the Roman Empire fell, and Anglo-Saxon tribes began their conquest of Britain and Wales. One way they made a mark on the world was by renaming the days of the week yet again after, guess who, their gods. Sunday, Dies Solis became Sonnendag in Old English. Monday changed from Dies Lunae to Monendag, as Latin luna was swapped out for the Old English word for moon, mona. Dies Martis became Tuisdag, as the Anglo-Saxons replaced the Roman god Mars with the Norse god Tyr, god of war and upholder of law and justice. Tyr was also known as Tiu, T-I-U or T-I-W, which led to the name Tuisdag, and today's Tuesday. For Wednesday, the Anglo-Saxons decided to raise the whole thing another level. They replaced the trickster Mercury with Odin, the All-Father, creator of the universe, god of war, and god of poetry. Odin was also known as Woden, which explains the odd spelling of this day of the week. In Old English, it's Wodenesdag, literally Woden's Day. Today, it's Wednesday. They named Thursday after everyone's favorite Avenger, Thor, god of thunder and counterpart to the Roman Jupiter. For Friday, they replaced Venus with Freya, also known as Frigg or Frigga, sorceress, wife of Odin, and goddess of love and beauty. The Old English Frigideg evolved over time into Friday. Apparently, the Anglo-Saxons were happy enough to honor a god of agriculture because they continued to recognize Saturn on the last day of the week. In Old English, they called it Saturnsdag, in other words, Saturday. In sum, today we follow a seven-day week because that's how ancient Babylonians thought the universe worked. And we call the days of the week after the sun, the moon, and a collection of Norse and Roman gods and goddesses. 
One thing that's interesting is that the historical evolution we just described is apparent when you look at the days of week in other languages, too. For example, in Roman times, Tuesday was called Dies Martis for the god Mars. The French and Spanish words for Tuesday reflect that, Merdi and Martis, respectively. Same with Wednesday. The Romans named the day after Mercury, and the French word for the day is Mercredi. I might be saying that wrong, Mercredi, and the Spanish word is Mercoles. In any case, whenever you look at your calendar from now on, I hope you have a richer understanding of those simple words at the top. They link us with some of our early ancestors and with myths that have circled the world for centuries. That segment was written by Samantha Enslin, who runs Dragonfly Editorial. You can find her at dragonflyeditorial.com or on Twitter as dragonflyedit. Finally, I have two Familect stories from a listener named Robin. Hi, Grammar Girl. My name is Robin Ann Young, and I'm calling from New Brunswick, Canada. I'm an English reviser at a large translation firm in Montreal and a huge fan of your work. I have a double Familect to share with you. I have a five-month-old puppy that almost always has to do his business immediately after he's eaten his first meal of the day. In the beginning, when talking to my boyfriend, I would refer to it as my puppy's post-breakfast poo, but that seemed a little long and stuffy, so I decided to call it his Brexit poo, and the term has stuck. Also, as a Canadian, I use a different term for those black and white striped horse-like animals that come from Africa. I call them zebras, but again, only my boyfriend is treated to this term. I hope you enjoyed my slanguage. Love your podcast. Bye. Thanks, Robin. And if some of you are wondering about why she says zebra, I think it's because the letter we pronounce as Z in American English is pronounced as Z in British English. Thanks again, Robin. If you want to share your family dialect story, the story of a word your family and only your family uses, leave a voicemail at 83-321-4-GIRL, and you might hear it on the show. And please do call from a quiet room. The biggest reason I can't use some of your calls is poor audio. I'm Mignon Fogarty, author of the New York Times bestseller, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. You can find me at the home of my podcast network, quickanddirtytips.com. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sems, and that's all. Thanks for listening. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. 
Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are.